You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. I am bringing a special guest on the show. I say that every time, but every time it is special. Marquise Williams, former quarterback for the Tar Heels, joins me to talk about Carolina football and just the progress he's seen in the culture shift that he's really enjoyed watching the Tar Heels currently today. I'll also have some insight on NC State. Let's talk about Dave Doran. Let's talk about the team. More importantly, what kind of team are we going to get on Saturday? What kind of rivalry matchup are we going to see? I am excited about it, but I think we got to just go right into it. And, you know, I got to get this off my chest because I'm just so excited and I'm so amped up. And I've I've tried to really woosaw all of this because, you know, rivalries really get me amped. They really get me, you know, nervous and anxious and all that good stuff. So I'm trying to stay chill. But, like, do y'all ever feel like you're always on? I mean, like, honestly, saying these days everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just really need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's a crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team, my Tar Heels especially, just to drink beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. On a deck, I have Marquise Williams ready to talk to me. I think he is just about as excited as I am about Carolina. More importantly, I want to hear his thoughts when it comes to moral victories and how he truly feels about it. I'm ready to get Carolina to the top level. I hope he feels the same way. So we're up now on Locked on Tar Heels podcast, where we have a former Carolina superstar Marquise Williams here to talk to me today. Marquise, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Thank you so much for joining me and taking the time. How are things going for you since everything has gone on with COVID? Everything's great. I honestly been, I just just now starting to get out with COVID going on because yeah. I have a new form. But everything's been great. I think it COVID showed us how to like work on our self-being and you know, taking care of your family and just being family oriented. So it's it's it was a great time, honestly. You know, I mean no doubt, no doubt. Congratulations on the newborn. Yes, thank you so much. A very little sleep, I'm sure. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So back when you were in your college days and you've seen a lot of the guys now speaking out towards social issues, how have you seen those positive changes, especially in the Carolina area? Well, I look at it as, I mean, like you say, some people feel like, you know, as athletes, we don't have a voice and we don't suppose to express how we feel. But I I think that's kind of like, that's bad to say. And I know I saw where uh, Nami Brown posted in this picture, um, it was, I guess, like, you know, the same people that, that was in this photo probably not not for really for me because of what I I'm a, I believe in. So I think it's big that, you know, we're starting to get a, a voice out in this world. Um, it's, it's been a lot of tragic things going on. I mean, it's, it's hitting a lot of different families and 
it's just it's just it just sucks, you know. And you know, I, I honestly, I mean, I have my wife is Caucasian, so it's it's like we talk about these things, you know. And she feels the pain, you know. She 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 don't feel it because she's not African American, but she she sees what's going on and what's right from wrong and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we're actually starting to get a voice, you know. I think you know, with professional athletes are just starting to come out and like NBA more. If anything, they're just telling you, you know, get out and vote. You know, just just continue, just to continue, just to be better in this world and look out for each other. It's not about race, you know. It's about just all coming together as one. So, yeah, absolutely. I think black, white, or other, it's important to have that conversation. That, for sure. Right. How have you seen the culture of UNC football? The whole program shift. I mean, what are your thoughts on Coach Brown? And how have you? Are you excited about the team now? Or are you still like I have high expectations because you've been um, there? Man, I, I love him. Um, yeah. he's a guy that just looks out for his, the team. Mm -hmm. um, you could tell he's all about the team. It's like a family, you know, it's just, you don't mess with family and nobody's coming in there messing with the family. And he's doing a great job. He's recruiting well. You know, the biggest thing I always wanted, even before I went to UNC, like mm -hmm. when I knew that I was going there, I wanted everybody in the state to stay home. You know, we see like big time athletes, like still back in the days, you have Stefan Anthony who went to Clemson. Um, you have my cousin, Jonathan Buller, who went to Florida. This, just big names. There was, you know, powerhouse guys that went out of state. And it's fun to see everybody staying in state now and how he's just attacking the state. But, man, Mac Brown is one of the best. I mean, you can't compete with him. And he's, do he's doing a tremendous job at UNC. I mean, the team is – the team reminds me of how we were in 2015. And I think with that loss this past weekend, it's about to shift into, like, some good. That's I think that loss is like the loss we had against South Carolina even though it was the first game of the season. But I just think that loss, you know, it just opened your eyes. Like, you know, we was number five team in the country. You know, well, we need to get back to work. Same thing like Aaron Rodgers just said. You know, I think we were starting to feel ourselves too much, you know. And the thing is, you know, now that, that loss, it shows you the team's going to come out and compete. And I think the guys are just going to come out and start competing more. And it starts this weekend with a big-time rival. I'm excited for this game. I've been talking about it all week on Twitter. <laughs> but, man, I love the team. I love the team. And it's, it's – I mean, honestly, I, I wish I can. I hope I can get back there. Honestly, I want to get back to coaching. Honestly. Okay. Okay. And do you ever get a chance to talk to the guy, current guys playing, like Sam Howe, especially at the QB level, is playing at a school like Carolina? Is there any uh, advice that you would lend him? I mean, honestly, I text Sam every week. Um, I just tell him, you know, just have fun. You know, yeah. I think my senior year, you know, at the beginning of the season, I put too much pressure on myself, worrying about, hey, where can I get drafted to, or uh, what I need to change for scouts and stuff. That's the biggest thing as a quarterback. You got to have fun because when, you, when you're not having fun, it's just things go bad. I mean, you like that's just like saying, hey, you're going to wake up on the good side of bed. You're going to wake up angry. You wake up happy. You know, when you wake up happy, you just feel like the days go better. If you want to be grumpy to Grinch, I mean, it's just not going to go so well. And that's the biggest thing I tell Sam. I don't talk about football. I just say have fun because, you know, he, he has a lot on his plate. And, you know, I've been there in their shoes. You know, I don't want people all in my ear. Hey, you got to do this. Nope. You mm -hmm. know, just have fun, Sam. And, you know, we'll talk about other things, sneakers and stuff, you know, because he's from close to my area. He actually in Sun Valley. But we just talk about life. You know, how's he doing? How's his family doing? And everybody asks, how's my daughter doing? And how's my wife doing? So we try to keep it just keep it more off related to football. Because, I mean, like I say, I've been in that situation. It, it kind of gets 
I know when everybody wants to talk about football, but you know, that divide advice I give them, like I say, is just have fun, enjoy the process and enjoy every minute, every second, every minute of it. Absolutely. Now, you know, Carolina was obviously in the top five, dropped down to 14. And a lot of people were talking about, you know, moral, moral victories. And let's all be like morally excited about Carolina. But I'm trying to take Carolina to the next level. How do you feel about moral victories and takeaways when people are, you know, looking at this team as a whole? Well, I'm, like you say, I, I'm with you. I'm trying to take this to the next level. I'm trying to get it back to 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, get to the ACC play, play against Clemson again. I think this team is, this team can compete with Clemson that we have this year. And I think, Years to come, man. I mean, once Sam, Sam gets another year after next year, I mean, this team is going to be scary. I mean, I think I'm looking at a national championship, and I might be pushing it because I'm biased and I'm a UNC fan, but I'm looking in, like, next two to three years. Honestly, this team is just is just that good to me. Um, and if you, I know Dad's probably leave after this year. Probably the Nami Brown, they probably leave. But, man, he's recruited some guys that can come in and just replace them, you know, not just like replace them like that, but he's recruited some guys that, that could come in, they could just compete at the same same high intensity level as those two type of guys. But like I say, I'm trying to get it back. Um, I want the, I want the, like the 19, 1997 Mac Brown team and the 2015 team. And I, I just, cause you know, I get tired of people talking about, you know, we're just a, a basketball school. I mean, now you, you could tell, like I seen someone tweeting the other day, I'm not going to say his name. He's a basketball player. He went when I was there and he was talking about, I man, I wish we were the ball, but he don't, he don't, he, uh, this is the first time I ever seen him talking about we, I think because we were winning now and he did that in 15, but before that he was talking about, he was all about another college football team, yeah. but we won't get in that. But I just want us to know that, man, I just want us to get back to how we were. A hundred percent. Now, last question before you go, looking back on your career at Carolina, what do you want to be remembered for most in your playing days? Um, the, always the positive guy, the positive guy. And, that always looked out for others and put others before myself. Uh, that was the biggest thing. Um, I really took time and like when I got suspended for an academic scandal on um, my freshman year and put in perspective as far as like how I need to go around, be about myself. Um, I, I knew janitors, I knew the cooks, um, I knew I knew everybody, equipment staff. I, mean, I knew everybody from, from the top to the bottom on that campus um, because I put others before myself. And before that, I was just a 18 year old, highly recruited thinking my my crap doesn't stink and nobody can tell me anything but you know once that hit it was just a different mindset and that's the biggest thing everybody I wanted everybody to remember as the happy guy the positive guy and always put others first and I think that's what people say you know and, and even when things was going bad for me my, my senior year when I got benched against uh Delaware like People say, man, look how he's still smiling on the sideline. Like, and they could tell, like, they know my smile. So there's, they say this is not a fake smile. This is actually a real smile. So that was the biggest thing. And people always talk about my smile. So that, that was it. Always putting others first and always having a positive attitude about the outcomes. That is so awesome and so accurate. Marquise, where can folks continue to follow you in your journey? Well, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can get a coaching job at UNC next year. So that's, okay. the, that's the biggest thing. So. so your lips to God's ears is going to make it work and make it happen. And we hope yeah, that so. Appreciate you. that. We really appreciate Marquise for coming on the show. And again, you know, when it comes to moral victories, I'm trying to tell people it just doesn't hit the same when you're an athlete. You're trying to go to the next level and you're tired of feeling like you were almost close. You were right there. You could get it. You know, at the end of the day, when you're a competitor, you want to be the best at all times. And if it's not going to be greatness, if it's not going to be in that top five conversation, then what are we really doing? Right. So I appreciate his sentiments and more so I appreciate the fact that he understood 
where I was coming from when it came to trying to take Carolina to the next level and be on a bigger stage. Now, as you all know, when it comes to being on a bigger stage and being an athlete, everyone has those nice shining moments. You get all the glitz and glory, but then it comes time for retirement and retirement sometimes looks a little bit different, especially when it comes to your fitness routines. And as y'all know, I'm on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I've been looking for great treats to stay fit that keep me fit and nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are going to talk Carolina athletics. Obviously, there's a big game, big rivalry game between NC State and Carolina. Also, we have Carolina basketball just 25 days out before the start of their season. So there's going to be a lot of overlap as this podcast gets rolling. But I want the opportunity to continue to talk about football today. Dave Dorn from NC State is now in his eighth season with the Wolfpack. He is the second longest tenured coach in school history. Everyone knows the tale of Dave and how it seems to be every year NC State, is, NC State fans are rather always calling for his job. He you know, can't catch a break. He doesn't have strong wins. He's not doing whatever, what have you. And it just always seems like Dave is on the hot seat. But for whatever reason, his seat is pretty chill this year considering how he's done for this team. Nobody expected them to do this well and you know when we think about it Doran who rarely shows emotion is clearly a different man when coming to Chapel Hill he has Carolina's number winning three of the last matchups coach Doran is taking this team who is currently ranked for the first time in a good while since 2018 to some new heights and honestly we love to see it you know we love to see ACC football doing well just maybe not on Saturday (laughs) not on Saturday against the Tar Heels last year Carolina Needed a bowl win as we all saw them come in pretty much stomp all over NC State with a 41-10 victory. They were in Carter-Finley Stadium on a mission, but now Carolina is the hunted, right? They're the top guys. They're the big dogs. Everybody wants to come for your, come for your ranking. Excuse me, I choked up saying that because huh, I get emotional when I'm talking about Carolina, as you see. Everybody wants to come for the king. Everybody wants to come for the crown. Carolina has to adjust to that, and they better damn sure do it quickly because in-state rivalries are always going to be games full of emotion, and it always, to me, is who can handle their emotions best, who cannot get overwhelmed, and who can, if they are down, come back bit by bit and kind of take it away from their opponent. Now, we all saw with Florida State, Carolina gave them way too much confidence, and that's the last thing I think that you can do for NC State. You cannot give this defense any kind of confidence heading into, you know, going up against Sam Howell. Mind you, they have experienced three targeting calls in their last three games. Sam Howell has gotten two targeting calls from, you know, defensive men trying to take him out. So it'll be a spicy game for sure. NC State can't afford to lose anybody in their secondary, more importantly, in their defensive unit. But you know, you never know how emotional games go once again. Now, when Doran was talking about NC State and his team and how he feels about the guys, he said there's good effort. There just got to be better execution. I think the guys are buying into preparing. They're practicing with an edge. They're seeing the results of their effort. Now we get to play a really good crosstown team. It's a game that's been going on since 1894. I know it's a game that means a lot to both schools fan bases, boosters, and football clubs and teams and coaching staffs. It's going to be a hard-fought game. 
funny he mentions kids buying into practice and putting money in the bank. I had mentioned that the day before when I was talking about Coach Brown and how he wanted to be, you know, more one of the guys to take care of business on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. You got to put money in the bank. You have to buy into practice. If you don't go all out, if you don't go full throttle 100%, it's not going to show up on Saturdays. That's just, you know, the bare truth of it. And so we need guys this week to truly buy in. And of course, with Max midweek press conference and trying to get the guys ready to go, once again, we know what it is. We know it's a rivalry. We know we're trying to get these guys' emotions and spirits back up considering the fact that a tough loss is a tough loss. You try to, you know, put the band-aid on, but you try to forget about it real quick. You got Monday, you cry about it, and then you've got 24-hour rule, you move move on, which really should have been Sunday, but, you know, I digress. So hopefully we have the guys buying into practice and, you know, they are doing what Dave Dorn is talking to his kids about and what he's seeing his kids prove. Now, when we think about Carolina as a whole, when he was speaking towards Carolina again, Dave Dorn was talking about the defensive you know, scheme and what all that encompassed. More importantly, who they lost. Who has Carolina really felt the, you know, weak parts of and that's certainly the pass rush you know they've lost we Carolina lost some really good defensemen last year we have seen it without Jason Strobridge without Aaron Crawford without some guys you know mentoring and you know building those guys up it's been a different year of course Chad Surratt had solid solid go at it Jeremiah Gimmel Don Chapman Jr all those guys but it's been a different look <laughs> you know it's been a different look they're trying to get better and you know we're trying to really if we're going to blitz a lot if we're going to try and get guys in the backfield we have got to wrap them the hell up and so obviously Doran notices that he knows what will be important for the Wolfpack to have to watch out for the Tar Heels now can the UNC defense improve its pass rush considering it's Bailey Hockman I mean yes like honestly I personally don't think you have to rush him I think that if you give him time in the pocket he's going to mess up for himself if you give him enough time to look at where his schemes are going, where his routes are running, he is going to mess it up and he's going to, you know, defense, the secondary can follow his eyes. I've, I've seen it on tape. I've seen how he throws interceptions like it's, you know, candy out here. So I'm, I'm just trying to say, you know, Coach Bateman, if you're listening, please give it time because he's going to mess it up for himself mostly. You don't have to, I mean, if you're going to rush fine, if you're going to blitz, okay, but make sure you get the tackle. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for. You know, low key. I want um, guys to just – I want Chad Surratt to channel his inner quarterback. You know, he's great at reading the quarterback's eyes, and I think if he just goes back to his place of when he was a quarterback himself, and I think that, you know, they match on the same level in that regard, and maybe, just maybe, we can have the opportunity to see some solid performance from the Carolina defense. So when it all boils down, we look at the whole entire of it. You know, at the end of the day – Dave Doran is going up against a challenge and facing a top 20 team on the road. He is going to Chapel Hill, been 3-0 there, and he knows what he's up against. He knows the kind of talent and the coaching you know, caliber that is Mac Brown and company. And he mentioned about knowing their relationship with Mac Brown is the fact that the rivalry changed things. And, of course, they don't talk as nearly as much as they used to. But, hey, what are we going to do? That's just how the cookie crumbles at certain points of life. But, you know, here we are. We, we live on and – we realize that Carolina NC State rivalries are very real. <laughs> but more importantly, we got to keep diving into this NC State team. I want to talk about who we're up against on the field. Let's talk about some of these high-quality NC State players next on Locked on Tar Heels.
Final thoughts of the day as we wrap up this NC State talk, talking about the players on the other side of the field. A pair of Wolfpack players earned ACC Player of the Week honors for their performances in NC State's 31-20 win over Duke last Saturday. Peyton Wilson was named ACC Linebacker of the Week, while Iki Ikwanu was named Co-Offensive Lineman of the Week. Wilson finished the game with 19 tackles, a game high. Mind you, Carolina missed 19 tackles, so that's where our our 19 tackles went. They went right to Peyton Wilson <laughs> for the most of for a pack player since Earl Wolf, who had 19 versus Clemson in 2012. Wilson also recorded two interceptions, the most for a Wolfpack linebacker in the same game since Gerard Fernandez. Okay, in 2014. He currently leads ACC in tackles per game, which are 11, a mark that ranks six nationally. So that's who we're up against. Mr. Payton, who's going to come for Sam Howell. But we got to just keep our spirits about us and not let it get too crazy. After playing the first four games of the season, right guard Icky started his first game of the season at right tackle against Duke. He was in for all 72 snaps and had five knockdown blocks and pancakes most people call them, and graded out 90% after not allowing a sack, hit, or even a hurry. This marks the second time of the season that Icky received the honor. He was also named the offensive lineman of the week after Pax went against Pitt. So those are the kind of guys, that's the kind of energy from both sides of the ball that we can look to expect on Saturday. Now, UNC might have won the battle when they were rivals, both ranked back in 1993, but I think it's going to be a different story come Saturday. I think it's going to be closer than we think. I think Carolina cannot play around. They cannot play games. This is not going to be that 41-10 smackdown. Everyone who was on that field last year for NC State is going to feel that loss from last year, and they do not want that feeling again. I promise you that. I promise you a lot of them seniors are not going to have that energy going into their matchup in Chapel Hill. So we are going to talk about that tomorrow. What is the game plan? Let's break it down. Let's break, let's look at some history. You know, like we said, going back to 1894, let's talk about this is even a rivalry. I, you know, that word is so strong around here, but we'll keep, we'll keep having that conversation. I hope you guys stay safe out there. You're getting ready, gearing up for a great day in Chapel Hill. If you get to go to the game, that's exciting. I can't wait to drop my playlist for Saturday's game on Apple Podcasts. All the Apple playlists, excuse me. It'll be a great time. So until I talk to you again tomorrow, be safe, stay smart, wear those masks, and as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.